0: Radio as March approaches, so does the end of the domestic white ball season with the final of the men's and women's one-day competitions set to be played in the South Island this weekend. Otago have a chance to be re- represented in both of those fixtures with the Sparks hosting the blaze confirmed and the Volts in an elimination final against the Aces, starting in just under 90 minutes, actually. Of course, the Highlanders start their com- campaign in prime time against the Moana Pacifica on Saturday night, so there's no one better to dial up for a chat The Dunedin's unofficial mayor, Otago's ambassador to everything, Craig Cumming. Good morning to you, Sid.
1: Uh, Have a very good morning,
0: Smitty. Great to hear your voice. Uh, Great to hear yours as well, man, particularly uh, this week of all weeks. Let's start with your your spark, shall we? You've made it through to another uh, grand final, a Halliburton-Johnson final, and you've got the right to host it this Sunday. That's cool
1: yeah it is cool um you know we we probably finished a super smash and didn't quite achieve what we wanted to smithy we just missed out on playoffs, and it was a little bit frustrated by that and a few things come into play but we had to play some perfect cricket in the last four rounds um of the of the hbj and we did that we picked up four wins four bonus point wins and, and somehow managed to get ourselves at the top of the top of the table so we get to host uh, the final on sunday and it, it's pretty cool to uh, Yeah, for the players to have, you know, I call it a really special week, and you you want to embrace it. Um, You know, everyone wants to be in a final, and um, I think part of being in a final is not being afraid to say that it's really special. So, you know, the the girls are working hard, but we're also looking forward to a really, really cool week, and then an opportunity to go out and, you know, just play another good game of cricket. I think the secret is that the team's not really been focused on the end result. They just enjoy playing every ball, and... Um, we do that again. So yeah, I'm and, and really excited. You know, They work hard and, and it's nice to see them with a smile on their face. But they're, they're a great team off the field, Smithy. They're, they're one of the most amazing group of young ladies you'd ever want to be around. But they're also showing that you can be good people but also good cricketers and, and that's really exciting for them.
0: So how do the sides match up this weekend? And I'm talking um, superstar factors here. I, I, I assume that Mealy Kerr is uh, is off to the women's IPL, or is she st- staying home for the final? And where's Susie Bates sitting? Um, no, Mealy, Mealy
1: will be at the, the WIPL, I think. I'm not sure if she's gone or, or has. She didn't play last weekend. Um, you know, she's had a huge commitment, though, to domestic cricket since um, the Super Smash. She was the captain of their side, so... You know, she's heavily invested in Wellington, but you know that, I suppose the bigger lights of the WIPL are shining at the moment, but uh, when it comes to Susie Bates-Smithy, um, she's been available for every game since the White Ferns finished in December. She played every game of the Super Smash. Um, there was a chance that she could have been rested two weekends ago. We played two games against the Braves, and good luck having a conversation with Susie Bates to say that you're going to be rested from a game of cricket, let alone playing for the Sparks. So... She'll be there, um, and she'll be there with bells on. She'll have the biggest smile on her face, and so I can guarantee she'll be the, the biggest little kid on the paddock. So um, we're pretty fortunate to have, you know, one of the greats of the game. Um, so excited about playing domestic cricket. She's she's an absolute ambassador for everything that's good about the game, Smithy. So um, we'll have her. We've got Haley Jensen leading cast in the white right ferns. Um, you know, Georgia Palmer will be playing for for Wellington. Um, they're a good side. They've, they've been a leader in both formats for a couple of years. So. You know it's going to be a cracking weekend, and uh, we're looking forward to, to uh, hosting it at Uni Oval. We've had some great weather down here, so um, the benefit of the rain, Smitty, we get to win it. But I'd rather just play a game of cricket. And, um, you know the best team will come out in the end. But if it does rain, which which Deveton does every now and then, Smitty, we will be on the right <laughs> side.
0: Of it. Yeah, well, okay. Of rain
1: if we want it to, anyway. <laughs>
0: no, no, true <it's> really said. <laughs> nah, you've been trying to train it for 20, 30 years, I know. But anyway, oh, okay. hey, let's. Uh, Let's let's continue to, uh, let's continue to, to look um, uh, just for a moment at women's cricket because, of course, a lot of eyes have been on what's been happening in Australia as well. Um, I, 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 I kind of sense, you know, I, I might be wrong here, but internationally, are teams closing the gap ever so slightly on Australia, or is it just my imagination? Uh, it
1: might be your imagination. Uh, it's probably because you've spent a bit of time in Australia. You, you're starting to become like them. But, um, no, I, I True. think... I think um, but yeah, yeah, they're the leaders, um, but England are, you know, very close behind, and they're coming over to our shores in March and April. Um, they're also sending an A team, so uh, we're going to have an A series and the White Ferns playing at the same time, so that's wonderful for our players. But I think, um, you know, when you look at the systems and the structures and the money that they've got in their programs, we're a long, long way behind. But what we've got to do, Smithy, as we always do, is say, right, well, you know, sometimes we're, you know, we taught Hamish Bond how to row and become the best row in the world out on the Tago Harbour where, you know, you've got ships and boats. So we've got to find our way of, of coming up with our method um, to be successful. And I think we'll do that, and we are doing that. I think it's taken the white ferns at the time, but I think the women's game generally around the world is certainly, um, you know, the standards increasing, the quality is increasing, the, and it's going to be far more competitive in the next two years. And That's actually good for Australia. Um, They, you know, so they're not just the top dogs. I mean, you've now got, you know, Pakistan were here. We saw how good they were before Christmas, and yeah, I think the level of investment from from all nations now, um, you'll start to see the results. And what we want to do in the next two years is see those results with our white ferns, and I think we will, and I think we're starting to now because, as always, it takes a little bit of time to get your structures in place and. Um, but we've got some wonderful young athletes starting to come through and play the game of cricket at you know 19 and 20. And I think our maturity is starting to increase. Um, but it will take a bit of time, but we're starting to get there.
0: Cool. That's great to, great to hear that um, yeah. <coughs> overall summation there, uh, Sid. Obviously, there's a, a little bit of cricket coming up in the next uh, three weeks on our shores involving... Uh, the terrific Australian side. Uh, what, are you, what are you expecting out of this T20 series? Who, who, from New Zealand's point of view, uh, who are you looking to see to cement a T20 spot for that World Cup that's not far away now?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, it? I mean, in more honesty, Smithy, I'm really just looking at the test matches. Um, you know, I, I think I can't wait for them, and, and I don't know if I've been that excited about a test series and I think last time Australia were here um, you and I were lucky enough um, you know we were commentating that and you know we got our tails put between our legs didn't we when they they turned up it started in Wellington I think um, Boge has got a double 100 and we, we mm. played catch up uh, at that series and we just haven't been able to knock them over in the test matches so that to me is where I'm really excited But this T20 just to have quality team. Um, it really feels like our summer is underway. We've, we've had a home series now, but this is the one. Um, this T20 series is interesting, though. No Mitchell, um, no Williamson, so that's uh, big losses for our batting lineup. I suppose love to see Devin Conway um, start to find some form against him. He's had his, probably his first real challenging period at international cricket, so we need to see him uh, come out of that. Um, but also, nice to see Trent Bolt back um, I, I thought they might have gone with for the Test Series to smithy, but um, they've found a reason not to play him. But that's just an opportunity, I suppose, for um, some other guys. You know, Chapman, um, Finn Allen. Can, he, can Finn Allen stand up against the best in the world? Because um, if he does, at the top of the order, everything else will flow from that. We've got Phillips, who's obviously playing in all three formats. So we've got a good side. I, I think we do miss... Um, you know, having Kane and, and Mitchell there who are two, you know, really important parts of our team. But um, you know, I think we'll be competitive. And, and so I always love watching this New Zealand side, whenever you got Trent Bolt in it.
0: Alright, Okay. So um, let's continue on that theme that you wanted to talk about the the test matches. I too, I can't, I can't uh, wait for those two and the Basin Reserve and of course uh, at Hagley, which are pretty much sold out. At the Basin anyway, Hagley I think still got some available yeah. on some days. But this is this is quite freakish when you start to talk about these sorts of numbers uh, following Test Cricket in New Zealand uh, you mentioned Devon Conway and I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Devon Conway, I don't think his problem is unfixable but I don't see it being fixed, I, I, I see the same habits all the time um, his front pad being exposed his feet not going anywhere near the old Devon Conways used to go, I don't understand why, why it's such a tough fix
1: Um. If you can imagine me sitting in the third chair, Smitty, with my wee technical eye on. Um, I think what's happened is, you know, cricket's a game of confidence. We, You know, we know that. And and whenever you're confident and you've got strength scores, you just go out and bat and you play. But Devin does have a couple of things that he does that are a little bit unique to him. He plays with a very straight front leg and his hands take over a little bit, but he gets away with it when he's in form. When he does his pre-movement at the moment, I think you'll see his front foot's not quite landing early enough, and then that means it touches the ground, and then he's got to move really quickly again. And what happens is his hands take over, and he ends up playing a long way in front of himself. And it's not a a hard fix. Um, Just to get his pre-movement nice and early, his front foot landed, and then he's in a position, Smitty, where he can push forward or he can push back. And at the moment, because that foot's not landed, his hands take over and his front pad straightens up and it becomes quite a big target. So not a tough fix, but also it literally takes two lovely covered drives and all of a sudden you feel confident and you're away again. So let's hope that this T20 series given Devon is a case where he goes out, gets a couple in the middle, he remembers all that's good about his game and then he just starts to find that flow.
0: What's the secret to beating Australia from our point of view? Um...
1: Just being up, you got to be tough. Um, you know, you know that they're not going to go away. Um, you've got to be aggressive. You've, you've got to absolutely take them on every ball, um, especially in the white ball format. You look at their side; they pack on. Um, they only pick on ego, Smithy. They have got guys who don't turn up to our grounds. And I've already heard Mitchell Marsh and Warner talk about how small the boundaries are. And gee whiz, you don't even have to hit it. But actually, as you know, you've got to. You, sometimes you get caught out with small grounds because when you miss hit a ball you actually get caught on the boundary, whereas in Australia, it lands 15 metres short of your sweepers. So play on their ego. Um, let them be egotistic and then just go, and go at them just as hard. And, and realise, though, that the game's never over um, until you bowl the last ball. So you've got to be ultra-aggressive, really, really attacking, and just take on their ego. And, and I think if you do that, you've got a chance, especially in the white ball. In the red ball, um, you've got to play Nathan Lyon. I mean, I know you've watched them all summer, um, and you know, they play some wonderful cricket. The West Indies, fantastic result and a wonderful call by you and you know, I love watching that test match but to be able to play Australia well you've got to play Nathan Lyon well. If you don't play him well it won't matter what you do with the three big quicks you're in trouble. So um, play Nathan Lyon well and you've got your chance of being able to beat them.
0: Well it's, I, I think that's a, an interesting point because that, that's the thing you've got to do. You've got to you've got to get to Nathan Lyon because you, you've got those three fantastic quick bowlers um, and Cummins, of course, you've got Hazelwood and you've got the unpredictably, uh, unpredictability but the wildness of Spark uh, of Stark, which is just fantastic at times. Uh, and, and I think we overlooked the fact, we we overlooked Nathan Lyon to a large degree because he, he's like number four on the pecking order, but he shouldn't be. No, I always go back to that.
1: I think he's the most important cricketer, Smitty. I mean, if you go back to the ashes, when did the wheels start to fall off? Um, it was after Nathan Lyon got injured. And um, while they still had their three quicks, you know, he has, I mean, look, what has he got? I think, was it 600 wickets now or 500 wickets? He, um, When they last came over here, our pitches were flat. Nathan Lyon was the one that came on and, and picked up wickets. So you're right. The challenge is you've got to get through those three big guys but then him, he camps up at one end. They very much use him like they used to do with warning. They, they bring him on early, they camp him at one end, and then they rotate their clicks at the other. Um, they're able to now play the extra seamer because they're playing Cameron Green um, as well as Mitchell Marsh. So they've, got, they've actually got five seamers because they've got two in their top six who can bowl. But he is the glue smithy, and I, I truly believe that if you play him and his wicket column has one or two in it at the end of an innings, you're going to have a good score. If he gets four or five, you're in trouble. And, you know, our pitches now, I mean, it'll be interesting what they do with the pitches, Smithy, the Basin, uh, and also Hagley, two of the most bounteous pitches, not only in the country, but around the world. But at this time of year, and it's been hot around the country, um, they're going to dry out pretty quickly. We've got to find a spinner that can play in our team because we need to have a genuine spinner who can bowl well against them. And how well we play now, I, I still go back to it. He is the secret to their bowling success.
0: Right. Okay. So three times now, I've heard uh, our head coach Gary Stead say that, without doubt, in his mind, Mitchell Santner is the best spin bowler in New Zealand. I'm not sure about that.
1: Uh, I think he fits into our side. I, I think um, I think if you're picking genuine spinners um, to be able to take wickets, I, I, I think well, we can't go past a guy called Ajay Patel. Um, he's, he hasn't done too bad, but he hasn't had an opportunity in New Zealand, Smithy, so we don't know. Um, You know, East is an aggressive, you know, he's a leg spinner. He can bring inside edge, outside edge. Again, just hasn't played enough cricket. So Satner probably falls into the mould because he can bat as well. Um, I I, I think Mitchell Satner's a wonderful white ball cricketer. I'd probably actually pick him in the red ball. But the question is, Smitty, has he got the skills to be able to bowl um, and the consistency to be able to bowl over a long period of time and be able to do the role against an Australian side who will come after him, as you know, they won't let him settle. Does he have enough tricks in the bag to be able to handle that? I actually think they might suit him, Smitty. Like, their egos will play that they're going to go after him, so then he really gets into a white ball mentality. So he, he, he And that, I think, will help him. The challenge Mitch Satner has is trying to bowl them out on day four and day five, and he just hasn't done a lot. I mean, this is our problem in the last three or four years, Smitty. We haven't played spinners. Now we're going to turn around and say to Mitch set
0: By the way, mate,
1: thanks. We haven't played you for three years, but now we need you to be able to bowl and actually win a game against us against this Australian side. So, so maybe the last two or three years are going to kick us in the bum because we haven't played that style of cricketers. We're not used to how to bowl with only three, maybe three and a half seamers. We've always been seamer heavy from everything I've read and heard. Neil Wagner's not going to be part of it, um, you know. And our success against Australia, he was our best bowler. In Australia, you were there, and know, you know, when they, he got nearly 30 wickets in that series, um, he, he actually invented. Remember, his short port pitch bowling came in at Hagley. Remember that um, when they were here last time, when he picked up five wickets in the second innings? That's when the new Wagner started to, to come. So, yeah, it's, there's a lot of challenges on our balance, and also once we get that balance, then we know how to handle it because we haven't done it that way before.
0: Mm. Phillips. At six or seven, or do you play Will Young? Oh,
1: it's,
0: but I, I, I,
1: have to, I, I have so much... Um, what's the word? Just man love for Will Young. And, and the reason I say that, Smitty, is that every time he plays a game of cricket for New Zealand, he's walking out, playing for his place. And he always stands up. Like, in the one day in the 2020s, and then the other day in the Test match and the second innings, he does every single thing right, but for some reason he just can't cement the place in the side. Um, you know, you know Ratchin came in ahead of him, and rightly so, and I know you're a fan of, of Rutchen playing, but I also thought that Will Young deserved that opportunity. But then Ratchin got a double-hundred smithy, so how can you argue mm. with that? Mm. Um, I mean, I, I've got a lot of time, too, for Glenn Phillips. I, I think, um, you know, he did brilliantly in Bangladesh. He's, he's the kind of cricketer who will go after Australia. Um, he's got you know a good record. Um, again horses for courses. Um, I, I'm not picking Green Phillips because he bowls off. spin. You've got to say right who is the best genuine batter for us to score the most runs against Australia? and, and, and at the moment ah oh, to me it's a toss of the coin but again I've just got a lot a lot of respect for what will does and, and what he put up with um, you know just it's so hard for him and he fronts up and as you know Smith, it's really tough walking out the bat. Every time you bat, you think you're playing for your spot. And he, he just fronts up. So he, he he's a tough young man. And I, I think he's got the skills to be successful against Australia. But I also, Glenn Phillips has got the skills as well. So I Great coming.
0: Oh, oh, no, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you never did. You never used to. Um, here's the thing. Congratulations, congratulations to you and your sparks on making yet another final. We'll keep an eye on that on Sunday, of course. And at some stage somewhere, I hope to catch up with you, mate, because I still haven't found someone to make a better cup of tea than you. No. So, well, we're work, we're no. working on it behind the scenes. We'd love, to, we'd love to ha- have no. you uh, in the mix somewhere, mate. So, all the best.
1: Thanks. I, watched, really. I really, really enjoyed. You know, I spent a lot of time in the car. I really, really enjoyed your, your commentary in the last series with, with you guys. A few of the old timers and the style of commentary, the stories, the banter, and everything that happened. I, you know. It was a little bit like listening to the old the old days when I was seven and eight growing up listening to the radio. So uh, you know, on behalf of your listeners for that, it, it was a lot of fun. And but you're right. I guarantee Jimmy Coney's is not making you a cup of tea. And If he is, he'll be using the same bag for about four or five cups, even though he's not paying for the cup of tea.
0: You're right. If you, I mean, you know your cricket and your cricketers so well. We've got to get you in the mix, Sid, because <laughs> i I want to hear I want to hear some of your famous stories from the past as well. Hey, cheers. Have a good day and. Uh, All all the best at the weekend. All the best, man. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers. uh, One of the really nice guys of New Zealand cricket and a terrific commentator and obviously a very, very good coach in his own right. Craig Cumming, always available to us and we are eternally grateful for that. And yes, uh, he'd uh, easily slot into uh, any commentary team that I can think of um, on his experience and um, just on the way he goes about things. 927 here on S E N Z we shall be back shortly to have a chat to Louis